Hello, and welcome back to the Equipped Fan Podcast, the podcast where we explore what it means to be a man of God in the 21st century. I'm your host, Luke Wantz. Hey everybody, welcome back, like I said, and this week I've got another guest, another great friend of mine, Derek. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. It's been a it's been a fun, interesting journey lately, so everything well in your world? Yeah, man. Uh it's a little it's a little wild. We're uh we got two kids at home, one uh in kindergarten. He's six. Yeah. He's uh I said I said he so my son and then a, a daughter that's a year and a half that is like advancing rapidly by the day so that ends up being a lot of what we talk about and what we do in my oh, yeah. house on a daily basis <laughs> uh and a lot, how do we solve these problems with these other people that are here that are getting becoming more and more their own yes person yeah so oh it's good it's it is I say it's busy it's almost like it's not as physically busy but it's mentally busy mm. yeah I get that. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. It's it's a lot of problem solving on the run. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're like, what is this today that you just changed and did something new? And now how do we adjust to this new thing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> always, always fun. Always fun. Yeah. And and they don't they don't grow out of that. They just change. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they do. It's it's interesting because uh my wife and I, Sabrina, we both are people who don't really like to be told what to do. <laughs> <laughs> but then we want to tell our kids who are like us, oh yeah, what to do, yeah, and uh, can imagine that you know we continuously beat our heads against the wall, wondering are we going to figure out that that doesn't like <laughs> it doesn't really work, yeah. So yeah, parenting is the is the flavor of the day every day. Yes, it is. Yes, <laughs> it is. Us. And then it's fun when you go to try to have date nights or something. It's like, how do we switch this off? How do we how do we go to Marrieds? We're married now. Yeah. We're not parents for this next hour and a half. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We just like try to like have fun and forget about the kids or talk about oh, the yeah. kids. It's inevitable that we still do. Oh yeah. Like if we're not. But um we recently so what year is it? Twenty twenty three. Yeah. Six, sixteen years of marriage in September. Oh, congrats. Yeah, thank you. And we uh we went zip lining. Oh fun. Uh, which was really fun. And because of the just the nature of it, it's like it was kind of cool to have like an active activity we were doing together because we didn't really have time to talk about the kids or think about the kids while we're doing this. Yeah. And it was actually good. We just like were entertained with each other. And oh, was, that's awesome. It was fun. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to jump in. Um, like I warned you, um, all the, all the new guys to this podcast, mm -hmm. what does it mean to be a man of God? You know, it's a, it's a big, it's a big, huge question, right? Um, if I could sum it up in a in a simple term, I think, or a simple phrase, I would say it's really someone, as a man, you're seeking God as a father that he says he is and wanting him to lead you and guide you in your life, right? And I think that's counter to the culture who says a man should be self-sustaining, hmm. responsible, leading everyone, doing his, you know, from the front, he just, and he doesn't need anyone, right? Yeah. Um. But I think the reality is if every man is honest with himself is that's like a really scary place to be. If oh, yeah. it's all up to you and all on you. Uh, and if you're not having that relationship with God, like how are you going to, like you need, every every man needs a father. They yeah. need somebody. Oh, yeah. Right? Like to just do it on our own. Maybe And maybe it's not a physical earthly father, right? We all, But we all have God the Father, right? So that to me is is really what it means. Hmm. Um just just seeking him and getting his direction and and doing what he asks and ever like as men we like to pursue things right yeah. and making our pursuit of God a top priority in our life will just help us with everything else yeah you know that we want to achieve in our life I like that yeah um, sometimes I've I've theorized as you know you're talking about like the pursuit and the seeking um, sometimes I, I joke but serious. Uh, in my mind, we are all born with a God-shaped hole inside of all of us. Yes, that's good. And and we all we throughout our lives we're doing all all that we can to fill that hole. Dude, yes. And it's like if we're not going after Him, you know, I mean, how many times it's like you know the the drugs, the alcohol, the mm -hmm. sex, the food, yeah. you know, the the cars, you yep. know, anything. It's yep. like, but it's like once 
somebody finds God, you know, yep. especially a man finds God and, and, and yes, I'm going to hundred percent go all in. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden it's like all that other stuff just falls by the wayside and sorts itself out. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true because like you're, you're always trying to, f- to fill the void yeah. that God, what would you say? The God size hole, the God shaped hole, the God shaped hole, right? It's like, it is there. It is so real. Yeah. And you know, I, th- I mean, I think you can have the God-shaped hole even, like, I grew up in church. You can even have the God-shaped hole in grow- growing up in church. Oh, like, yeah. Like, if you're not getting the actual, like, who God really is, if you're not getting the, if you could say, like, the Trinity experience of God. Yeah. You know, if you're just getting the God that just, you say the prayer and get saved and go to heaven, like, you're still going to have a God-shaped hole. Oh, yeah. Like, Christians, uh, if you want to call them, common christians if that's a good term to say yeah, like we'll go with that for now you know common western church christians like <laughs> you, you go to church on sunday but you know your themes at church are like based on movies or sports mm-hmm. right yep. and it's not really like <laughs> biblical god experience um you're gonna still have those god that that god-shaped hole yeah in you and it's never it's not going to be filled yeah it really isn't um i could think of you know some people in my life that, that like Maybe it's cars or the hobby, mm-hmm. right? And that's yeah. where they, you spend money and invest money in the cars and you put money into the cars. And that's like, you know, it, it satisfies for a little bit of time. Yeah. But it's like, it's like you're, you're paving a road. You have this hole, maybe it's a gap, it's called a gap. And you're not really building a bridge that's very stable or strong over this to try to fill yeah. it. So you like go and you just like, you just keep putting dirt on it. Yeah. And, the dirt will settle and settle and settle, but like it, it might be, it might be like there. But the more you drive over it, it continues to get pressed down, and that hole just reveals itself like again. Yeah, right. And you just continue that cycle, and it won't stop if you don't if you don't fill that hole. Yeah, like truly fill it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like it's like watching the city fill a pothole. Yeah, it's like just just repair the road. Don't try to fill yes. it. Just repair the road. Kansas Put City is supposed inf- to be there. Is infamous. Yes, for that they uh, <laughs> they just did that on one of the roads south South Kansas City on Raytown Road. There's one that's like it's like covered, a lot of it is like covered in trees, and it has been really bad. But they just repaved it. But okay. like when they scraped it down, they did like a once over pass. Oh yeah, and not they didn't really get down to the foundation of it and oh, yeah. get all of it right and make it level and then repave it so now even even now freshly paved road if, if it like if you think it's fine but if it rains oh, or yeah. raining you know that oh, it yeah. is not fine because yeah. there's some spots where there's some holes and it goes down and you're you know your your tires let you know like hey yeah yep this isn't this isn't as good as it could be yeah <laughs> oh man yeah so so how do we do that so, so how, yeah. I mean, what would you say are some good ways? What are, what are ways you yeah. try to fill that hole, you know, yeah. that, that you seek and pursue? Yeah. I think in all honesty, it's like you have, you have times where you're really good. I have times where I'm really good at filling that hole with my, like my seek of God is high. You know, yeah. I'm praying every day. I'm, I'm wanting to hear him. I'm wanting to get direction. And then it's, it's easy to get into a place where you feel kind of good about life and then you can back off of that and then you're you know you find yourself dissatisfied again and it's like you got to get back to the foundation of that again but um you know my wife and i had a chance recently to speak at our church and kind of share some of our our history and things and like we you know we both i grew up in church she kind of did a, a little um i don't think it was near as much as she wasn't as churched as i as i was yeah but um you know, and I had lots of great people in my in my upbringing. Lots of great, like a really, really phenomenal youth pastor. That um, you know, he's the one that married us. Like I, I love that guy. He's oh, that's awesome. awesome. Like incredible person. Yeah. Um, but then I like at the same time, it like it saddens me because I don't I don't know his experience with like the Holy Spirit and the presence of God. If it's just or if it's just word, like he's a joyful guy. He's got that the joy of the Lord for sure. But I don't know how much of that is like just he's able to just carry himself well and put that on, or if it's like you know he's really got the infilling of the Holy Spirit in him, or you know, or maybe people say that they do, but do is it really the same thing? You know, like right. that, um, that overwhelming like presence of God that can that actually physically moves you, where you can act, you physically feel something that's not you. Yeah, you know, 
in you around you um you know it's like i i don't i don't know <laughs> i don't know how i could exist if i i i wouldn't be able to be the man i am today or like have the the hope and confidence of who god is if i if i hadn't had those like experiences for myself yeah so I ra- and I just rambled a little bit to even your your question was <laughs> ask your question again and I'll be, I'll make sure I answer it. I was more. I was asking how do you seek? How do yeah. you seek or pursue? You started strong. Yeah, you yeah, started yeah. Real strong. I'll start I'll start to lose it. Um <laughs> you know, but it's it's one of those things like anytime you feel like anytime I feel like I'm off or I'm not quite there, it's like I got to seek God, you know. Yeah. And I think some of us can get caught up in thinking what seeking God is like, all right, I got to have 30 minutes or an hour to like get in the word and do some study on something to look, yeah. you know, dive down to the, the Greek and Hebrew meaning of a passage and what it means. And like, that's good to do. Yeah. Right. But like, oh, yeah. to me, it's like, you know, I've, I've done something that I'm actually still continuing to work on myself before I like try to get other people to do it. But it's, it's like, uh, something that the, that the Lord gave me back in April, and it's um, I've I've been doing this workout series this year. This is where it came from, and it's uh, it's high intensity interval training. Okay, you hear hit training, right? H I I T, right? And it's like quick, high intensity, fat like training, right? The one I'm doing is like it's like ten minute workouts, and there's various ones that I do, but it's five days a week, but it's only ten minutes. Okay, right? So you get in, you go hard, you get done. Yeah, right. So that same taking that same concept with the Lord and saying, I don't have, and it's not minimizing the need to spend more time with God, but it's prioritizing and saying, I'm going to give you ten minutes, and I'm going to cut off the world and give you ten minutes, yeah, as intense as intense as I can, yeah, praying, you know, praying in tongues. I don't really get into the Word with it. I'm more just like trying to be open and talk to God. Tell yeah. him what's going on, praising him, tell him I was good. Tell him, how, tell him who he is to me. Yeah, you know, and giving him my cares, like actively doing it over a ten minute period. It's you can get a lot done in ten minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, just from the fitness perspective, you can make a lot of great progress in ten minutes over time. You can do the same thing with God in ten minutes in a day, let alone over time. Yeah. Right. But it's just like making him a priority with that intention. Um, is so is so important. Like if you're not if you're not doing that, you're gonna end up off and you're gonna feel off and it just goes into all the areas of your life oh yeah my wife knows she's like hey you've been praying lately yeah what's going on you're being kind of a you're being kind of a jerk yeah right uh yeah yeah i haven't been doing what i should be doing you know i need (laughs) i need to spend my time with the lord i need to i need to lay my heart bare before him i need to give him my cares yeah you know so to me that's that's like what it looks like to me and i think that's any that's something anyone can do is even focus and give the Lord, you know, even 10 minutes of just undivided attention and just yeah. say, here I am, Lord. And maybe yeah. just lie on your face. Maybe like actually allow yourself to cry if you need to cry. Yeah. Things are hard. Just lay it out. Yeah. You know, he's safe. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. And I, and I think that's something that, I mean, I, I remember years ago when I was new to being a Christian, that was in a way that was such a foreign concept. Um, Cause it's like, I was raised Catholic, but it was like, when you're Catholic, it's like you have your set prayers. It's like, you memorize your prayers that you say, it's like, this is what you say. This is how you say it. You know, this is, you, you kneel, you sit, you stand. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, it's, everything's like memorization and then just repeating yeah. it. Um, and it was like, you know, I left the church. Now I'm, I'm Christian and you know, all of a sudden it's like, you know, I would talk to people and I'm like, how do I do this? They're like, pray. Yeah. Read your Bible. And I'm like, where do I start? Do I just start at page one? Yeah. What, what, what do I, what, what prayer do I pray? You know, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't have the prayer book in front of me, you know? So it's like, I know that's something that I've struggled with over the years. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, cause it is, it's like, people are like, just talk to God. And I'm like, Hey, Job, yeah. you know it, and it's awkward. <laughs> yeah. It's it's awkward at times. Yeah, I mean, even still to this day, sometimes yeah. it's just it's it just feels awkward. Even though I know it's right, and I know I need it, it there are times where it just it still feels weird. Yeah, I think to get practical on that, like I think ways to do that is like use use some of the Psalms. Yeah, 
and there's prayers in the Psalms. I mean, there's prayers of David in the Psalms that you can look at and take the words. And, and even some of those prayers you probably grew up memorizing. Mm. I didn't grow up Catholic. My, I, I, I know Catholic weddings. They're really fun. They've been oh, really yeah. fun. You know, yeah. those, <laughs> that's my experience <laughs> with the Catholic church. Uh, yeah. some great Catholic weddings back where I'm from for sure. Um, not participating in that same manner today, but, uh, you know, they were fun. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, but, uh, fun, but never fulfilling. All right. I'll say, I'll say yes. that. Right. Yes. So, um, but you know, the words that maybe were said in those prayers, they became religion, religious and memorized and empty mm-hmm. in their meaning. But I think maybe those are, if you actually take those words and actually pause and really think about what you're saying, yeah. like let it resonate in your, in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit, like really let it resonate. What am I actually saying? Yeah. You know, in the church, the church we go to is, is re- really good that, at that at times, like with worship songs, like don't just sing the words, like what are you actually saying? If you yeah. really are not going through the motions, you can, anyone can be guilty of that. If oh, you're yeah. just going through the motions, it's not going to work and it's going to be weird yeah. And uh, but if you like think of even in the Psalms when David's praying about things, maybe he's in the cave hiding, right? From yeah. from uh, from Saul, he's hiding in the cave, right? Well, he's like, what are his prayers actually? And like, think about what's he going through. Like, he's hiding there. Someone he loves is trying to kill him. Yeah. And like hates him now. And how he how would that would actually make him feel? Yeah. And I th- this is harder for for men to think of like the emotion, but like allow yourself to go to the emotional place of what is that, what would that be like if it was you, and then like read the words of the prayers, and put yourself in those situations, or mm-hmm. think about like if I was saying this, what's going on in my life right now, where I say, Lord, find me, yeah. Lord, see me, and really put it in the context of your own life of what's going on. Like I think those are good starters from a practical perspective. Yeah. You know, find ones that fit. And, you know, and you might be able to use the same prayer for a period of time, then find something new or whatever it is to get just to help your help your mind engage with your spirit mm. versus just staying in the headspace of like, well, I don't really know. But you got to yeah. like like that connection is so important. You know, and there's there's different types of uh, thinking in modern Christianity where there's the ones that are like, it's all the words and the right things and these long prayers with all the words, right? But they don't yeah. really have any, there's no oomph yeah. behind it, right? And then there's like the hyper-emotional side of it where it's like, are you even using any of the word? Or are you just like mm. this emotional basket case of a person? Right. Yeah. Like you got to kind of get in the middle <laughs> yeah, and be like, I have the word, but I also have some emotion to bring to it because it's like, it's real life and we're emotional creatures. Like, even Jesus, if you you know you read about what he went through and the emotions he had, yeah, like or like one, I really love the Chosen series, hmm. and like because it brings the word to life. And I'm not gonna say I, I think they do a really good job of getting the actual context, and they've done a lot of research and that kind of stuff. But like you get to see, they try to put some humanity to what happened in yeah. these people, and you understand like these are actually people, and you can read the word and be like. This is a person like these yeah. are these are people like Jesus was fully God, but he's also fully man. So like he had a human experience, but he's still God. Yeah. So he got to know what we go through. Yeah. And you can see his prayers and his cries to God of like, Lord, I have to go do this. Yeah. And I don't want to think about how that is for us, you know. And like, yeah. So, I think that's um, I think that's important is is taking taking your seek and allowing yourself to be human and using the word to really help you, you know, yeah. get in, a, get in the place where you really can connect yeah. with God and not, and not feel like you're being superficial, but allowing yourself to really be vulnerable yeah. and emotional. I don't relate. Like I know some, I think there's like, there's some guys that are just like, they don't cry and there's yeah. no tears in their eyes. And I don't know if, I don't know if, I'm like, it makes me like, I know everybody's different, right? Maybe some guys just don't ever cry. But then I'm like, maybe there's something there where you really just have never allowed yourself to really truly be broken. And I think that's part of it. I think I do. I think that's part of it. I didn't mean yeah. to cut you off. No, I'm you're just, good. I'm yeah. Chiming in. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I, I know for me, um, and I think I said this 
um, on a recent ish episode might've been last week's. Um, but I recently had a, a discussion with my son, you know, with Sebastian, he was, you know, he's eight, almost nine. And he looked at me, he's like, dad, why don't you cry? You know? And it, I, I had to explain to him, I was like, you know, when I grew up, the way I grew up, boys didn't cry. Men didn't yeah. cry. Yeah. You know, to the best of my knowledge, the only time I ever saw my dad cry was he was standing over his father's grave talking about how his if his mom would have like lived a little bit longer, they would have almost been married 55 years or something like that. Mm. It's like that's the only time I've ever seen my dad cry. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I mean, I've even had the thoughts of, okay, one day, hopefully long time from now, but when my dad cries, am I going to cry for my dad's funeral? You know, am I going to cry over my dad's passing? You know, so it's like, but it is, it's, it's that tears are necessary. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's, where is that tears of brokenness versus tears of being overly emotional? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think there's that, you know, because I, I do, I, I think a lot of men, um, not so much nowadays, but I think a lot of men were raised with the man up, rub some yeah. dirt on it, man up. Yeah. So. Not yeah. that that's bad. No. Like there's a place for like, you know, we got some pansies in our society that yes. just cry about everything, right? Like <laughs> yes. there's some real whiners and some hyper feminized men yeah right and oh, that, yeah. and that's a problem and that's a problem yeah but so is the like the hardened so hard don't know how to cry man who was maybe like maybe it was driven into him some way as a kid like you don't cry yeah you don't cry you suck it up and probably in that moment he was trying to cry <laughs> and yeah most likely a father figure was like you don't do that yeah you know and so he's like having this critical point where he's like I can't cry. And then what, but I mean, what's the result of that is, is a bunch of men internalizing everything. Yes. And not being open and honest about the realities of the things they go through. Yeah. Like I, I'm a, I think I was like that to a, to an extent growing up. Um, my parents would say otherwise, like you wind and threw yourself on the floor and stuff. That's different. <laughs> throwing a fit, throwing a fit. Cause he didn't want to take the trash out is different than right. uh, <laughs> crying and having emotions like that. But, um, you know, I think as I, like, I've, I've, I have probably always been, as long as I can remember, like, you watch a movie, like a touching movie, like, I'm, I'm going to get tears in my eyes. They're probably going to go down my face. Oh, like, yeah. it's going to hit me. I connect with it. Like, it just, it works for me Yeah. to do that. And I know some guys, like, just won't, just, like, don't at all. But, like, I guess my question would be for guys that are listening to this, like, do you feel a little bit of something in there? Mm-hmm. Do you feel a little bit of, like, trying to disconnect from the moment that you're in? Yeah. Like, you think about your kids here. I, Sabrina, my wife sent me a video yesterday and it's like this little video of this dad showing like two scenarios. It's him and his son and both. And one is he's got his, he's engaging with this kid, doing this various things like riding a bike, having a sword fight, whatever Yeah. wrestling. And then the other video is him and the same, and it's his son again, but it's where his son is doing the thing and he's on his phone oh, and you're yeah. seeing like the, the disconnect, mm-hmm. what he's missing what could be and what what is if you're you know or vice versa or whatever and i'm like i'm like brought to tears by watching that and i'm like <laughs> my kid is at school and i'm like i need my son here so i can go hug him right now my daughter is taking a nap i'm like i can't go in there because she's got to sleep and i'm like i'm like brought to tears by that but i think it's like you know for those that maybe it's more difficult for like i i don't know how this is my perspective, but I don't know how you can fully connect with god without allowing yourself to get to that point of vulnerability to where you can like let that out and it's for some it's going to be way easier than for others but i think it's a necessary like god created us with created us with that emotion yeah so i think he would want us to experience that emotion there's a reason why that emotion exists to get that emotion out just like joy like joy and happiness fights off depression yeah you know it gets those things away by laughing and releases the good you know the good pheromones or whatever it is that you know the right energy out of your body when you laugh yeah. That gives you life and joy and, and and so like if you're experiencing sadness but you're not allowing that sadness out or you're experiencing vulnerability or like a struggle 
but like you're not able to release it. Like, how do you release it? Yeah. And a lot of men release it in anger or rage. Uh, shoot, man, my six year old does that at times. Like, he'll cry, but like when he's really frustrated, rage happens. Oh yeah. Real mad, like, because yeah. he wants to be able to do something, and if he if he struggles and he can't do it. He'll get very angry. Yeah. And to the point of like, I'm never doing that again. And he might throw the toy or whatever he's trying to figure out or do. Right. And then, but then it typically turns to tears right after. So it's like he's letting the rage out and then he starts crying. I'm like, yeah. You know, maybe that's what for you rage monsters out there, like maybe let the cry, the tears come out after. Yeah. You yeah. know, you got the rage out, and I'll just let yourself get the rest out in the other way. Maybe you need to leak it out of your eyes. Yes. A little bit. Yeah. You know, maybe you're a bad crier. Don't be embarrassed by it. Just do it. You know, there's some ugly crying that happens, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I want to I go back to one word that you said, and I want to kind of highlight it because I think it's a really important word for, for what this discussion is, and it's vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I think, you know, Yes, God created us with all these emotions. You know, God had all these emotions. Um, you know, I was I was talking with Tina earlier. You know, she brings she brought up you know talking about emotion and and men and Jesus. You know, we we all have that that verse of you know Jesus wept. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, but how many times did he did he weep? Right. You know, I mean, earlier I almost laughed about you know he grew up he grew up as a carpenter you know working around stones and tools and stuff like that it's like surely jesus hit his thumb at least once oh yeah swinging a hammer and yeah. i mean you know if you're a kid that 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 hurts you probably yeah. cry yeah you know or you know who who does jesus yell to when he hurts slams his thumb yeah right <laughs> did he did he right you know what was the, what was the language like then in right. like you know gosh darn it right (laughs) because if i do that i'm not saying gosh darn it no full disclosure something else is coming out and i don't know if you have an e on your podcast so i'm not gonna say i don't i don't (laughs) i didn't i did not select that button yeah so so that's but that's you know that's probably what's coming out of my mouth you know but but i think you know to to go back to vulnerable i think like with the crying there's a lot of men that think and and have been taught that vulnerable equals weak. Yeah. You know, and no matter what you do, you cannot be vulnerable because you cannot be weak because you you have to be the man, you have to be the alpha, you have to be the protector, you have to be stable. You know, all these have to words. Mm-hmm. And the way so many men are taught that seems so counterintuitive. Yeah. to showing tears to vulnerability um you know even sometimes you know the the word meek you know a lot of people think of that as as weak you know mm-hmm. right. i don't know if they just think it sounds the same so it's you yeah. know but but people think of meek as something as small and 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 vulnerable and and you know easily taken down but it's like it's it's when we become open you know, open to God, open to our band of brothers, you mm-hmm. know, so to speak, that, you know, the men around us that, that we lean on and we, we, you know, that whole iron sharpens iron, you know, we grow right. together, we, we talk together, we war together. Yeah. You know, if we can't be vulnerable to God, to our brothers, to our spouses, yeah. you know, sometimes to our kids, it's like, are we really a band of brothers? Are we really spouses? Yeah. You know, how are we raising our kids if we can't show them what a healthy adult looks like? Right. Yeah. Jeez. And I don't know if we know what a yeah. healthy, what a healthy adult looks like. We're, and we kind of almost as a society, like try to overcorrect. Um, but I think if we're aware of our overcorrection, we can try to take the good and the bad, the good from the past and yeah. try to fix it. But when you, when you say that, like Jesus wept, that really that really struck me because how many men like have you actually wept? Mm. Like, do you really understand what wept mean? It didn't oh, mean he yeah. had a couple of tears. Yeah, get in his eyes that didn't even come out and drip down his face. Like, a weeping is like 
uncontrollable tears. Yeah. Sobbing. Ugly cry. Ugly. Ugly. Tears very, and snot. Very ugly. Yeah, just all over the place. Just a mess that you cannot stop. No. You cannot control it. Like, if Jesus did that, then why, like, I think everyone else has the ability to do that and should. Yeah. It's weird. I was like, we're talking about, like, getting people to cry on this podcast. <laughs> as men. Why you should, the podcast as title men. is Why You Should Cry <laughs> as a Man. But I think it's, I think it is kind of, there's some truth to that. We're like, you, uh, if Jesus did it, well, we should do it, right? Yeah. Everything else that Jesus did, we should do, right? Yeah. So why shouldn't we, you know? I mean, I would, I, 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 you know, my wife and I, she's like, she's like, when, when our time is up, we're, it's going to happen together. And I'm like, that's right. It is. Yeah. If it didn't, I know that I would weep uncontrollably for, I don't, for quite some time. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, or, you know, bad things happen. If a bad thing happened to my kids or, and it don't have to be them, anyone really for me, it'd be any, it'd be really anyone that I'm close to. Like I would, that I would do that. Like I, I've, I've cried probably at every funeral I've, I've been to because I think I feel the emotions of, uh, of all the people. Even if it's someone I'm not as close to, but I can, I see other people experiencing that. And it's mm. like, I'm, you know, I'm pulled into it. Yeah. But, um, you know, Without being vulnerable, I th- I think about this like you have your band, you know, you have your band of brothers. Like who, who, who are you talking to? Who yeah. are you? Who can you be vulnerable with? And it takes different levels for guys. Like I know, like for me personally, like as easy as I can be vulnerable or let my tears out, uh, I know there's guys that like there there are guys where it's like I don't even know them and they come talk to me and they're ready to go to that point right away and I'm like oh get it. you know <laughs> you can get away from me man cuz yeah. I don't know you got some stuff going on you know like this yeah. a little more crazy and then but then you got those that like you know guys I've maybe known for years and I've never seen it happen and I'm like it kind of concerns me cuz I'm like well, what's going on, on the inside yeah like cuz the only way I know that it comes out for guys is 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 tears or rage. Yeah. Like, it's one or the other. Oh, yeah. I don't know the other way that we show, like, we deal with, like, sadness. I I will give a third option. Okay. Just yeah. because I know me, um, I implode. Okay. So it's... What does that mean? What so, happens? Uh, so it's the showing no emotion. It's the withdrawing. It's the okay. silence. Mm-hmm. Um. When it gets really bad, like Dean has even said, like it scares me how far back you go and into your shell. Um, so I'll I'll give that as a third option yeah. of you know when when too much gets built up and and there's no relief valve. Yeah, for all these emotions that we're 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 gifted, you know, God gives us all these emotions, created us with all these emotions, and if we don't know how to deal with them, yes, it yeah. comes out in the tears, it comes out in the rage, it goods internalized yeah yeah that's good that's a good third one yeah and you just you can kind of just get stuck on the inside of yourself and you don't really know what to do and you need i think that's why it's it's important to have number one highest priority that relationship with god where you can bring those moments to him but you need we need each other mm-hmm. to like we oh, yeah. can't just do it on our own and sometimes for people to pull us out yeah. like i'm seeing this and let's let's let me pray for you and with you until we can get we can get through it right no and i think over time we can we can get better at battling those things that happen because like the more we are able to identify it to ourselves and go on the go on the offense when it happens to be like no i'm not going to this place and fighting against that you know in our in our prayer we're just speaking it with our words of like no this is not you're not you don't have any control over me yeah you know um or two like you you have your brothers that can pull you out. Yeah. Um, and I, like our wives are, are great for that and calling oh, yeah. us on our stuff. And, and there's a place where they can help. Um, and I probably a majority of the time that's the person and we're, we're partners. We're one, right? Like yeah. that's good. That's, that's good to do. But I think there's times when you just like, you just need the dudes cause the wives don't fully understand. Or if you really tell them like, I mean, my wife and we, we are, we're fully transparent about how we're feeling what it is but they like she still doesn't fully understand as a man so i like to explain like as a man no like that might not feel like a big deal to you but to me (laughs) this is huge yeah 
Oh yeah. And you know, having those having those men in your life that understand that that can also have kind of shared that vulnerability together where you feel comfortable and safe with to fight with you is yeah. I think is vital. So so important. Like you you have to. Like we have to have each other. We can't just do it yeah. on our own. So like we talk about the you know, the title of this podcast, the equip man. It's like I think part of being an equipped man is having is being equipped with good friends that you can you can open yourself up to. Agreed. And they're not going to judge you. Yeah. Right. Because we all got stuff, man. I oh, got yeah. stuff, dude. I've I've had moments where I shut my office door. I'm leaning against the wall and I'm crying. I'm like, I don't know what the I'm gonna do. Yeah. I'm stuck. Yeah. I need help. You know. Yeah. And and there's something you know. There's something about. There's something that hits different when, when your brothers, you know, prays for you, you know, calls you out, sees you struggling, mm-hmm. prays for you, encourages you, you know, makes fun of you to, to, to a degree to get you out of your funk yeah. and like, okay, well, let's, let's go take care of this. Let's go do something. Let's go sit down and have a, you know, have a chat about this, Yeah, you know, versus our wives, you know, I mean, they could be praying the same prayers, doing the same things, you know, but it, it, it does something. It, it hits differently when it's, when it's one of your brothers, when it's one of your friends versus your, mm-hmm. your wife, Yeah, you know, and, and as much as we, as much as we appreciate our wives and know that they're there for us. Um, I heard once that, uh, wives are like thermostats for your marriages, you know, because they can kind of tell the temperature and they can kind of tell the direction of where things are going. Yeah. But there's, there is, there's something about when the guys get together, you know, yeah. I, I remember years ago at our church or, or maybe it was a retreat, but it was just only guys worshiping, you know, like singing worship music. And it was like something about a big group of guys worshiping yeah. as guys. Yeah. You know, that it's just, it hits different. Yeah. It takes you to a different place. Yeah. It makes me think of those, uh, I never went to one, but they had those like Promise Keepers events and like the, I just think in the 90s and the 80s, I guess maybe. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing them on TV. And it was like these big men only gatherings in like stadiums. Like, yeah. You know, football stadiums and stuff. And uh, I mean, I, I think like thinking of it now, I, that was, those were probably pretty awesome. And yeah. like, you know, I don't know the message of promise keepers, but I can think of it just being like, as a man, you're keeping your word of, you know, of who you're supposed to be as a man of God and a father and a husband and all that kind of stuff, probably. But, um, you know, we have to, we have to, speaking of your wife, we have to allow our wives to uh, be that thermostat, like you said, yeah. and not go on the defensive mm. when they point those things out to us. I, An unhealthy marriage is easy to spot when, you know, unfortunately, some wives might call out their man around others. Oh, yeah. Which is a huge no-no. Ladies, yes. don't ever do that. Talk to him in private. Do not embarrass him or call him on his stuff in front of other people. Yeah. Because uh, he will turn on you in that moment, probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, unless he's really being, he, unless he's really prayed up and patient, then yeah. he'll just be quiet and ex- take it and talk to you about <laughs> it later. <laughs> but if you want to avoid an explosion in front of people, probably don't. Um, especially if he's, you know, really off. Um, but like, you got to listen to that and be like, okay. Like, cause I think at least, at least I could say a good wife. I have a good, I have a great wife. She yeah. will, she will let me, she will let the temperature rise or fall for a time until it'll allow me the opportunity to correct it myself. And if I haven't, that's when she speaks up and says something. And yeah. then usually when, by the time it happens, it's me going, yeah, you're right. Like immediately because she's given me that time to process through my stuff. Right. Uh, and then I can, you know, I can, I can fix it and address it. Yeah. Um, in whatever way that looks like, maybe it's with her, maybe it's with my friends or maybe it's my own time, yeah. my own prayer time. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I want to move on from, so you've seeked, I know mm-hmm. we're going to kind of back go back a little bit. Yeah. So what does it look like after you've you've sought out the Lord? Yeah. And and you you've done your prayer time and you know if, if he answers or doesn't answer 
how do you then in a practical way walk out your day yeah to kind of hold on to that that intense purposeful 10 minutes that yeah. you started your day with yeah i think it's um i'm gonna go back to a time in my life this is maybe f- five years ago four or five years ago i was going through a season um working for myself we had a i think my son was like a year a year old over a year old or so and the lord had basically like in a prayer in prayer one morning i had just had my best month in my business working for myself yeah and so from the outside perspective things were great but it was like it was always very stressful for me it was i stretched myself on a daily basis and doing things that were not in my wheelhouse as a personality like it was not energy giving it was energy taking uh, a yeah. lot of it yeah and the lord is like stop what you're doing and go do he gave me some instruction to do something else and i said uh I just like in that moment, it was like a God encounter where I just said, okay. And I just listened Yeah. and not to tell the whole story because that would take a lot of time here. But basically through that period of time, I was up, I like had an appointment with God in the morning and I would get up and I would pray and I would listen for direction from him. Like, what do you want me to do today? Yeah. Uh, I got bills, I got these things, but I didn't care about any of those things. It's like, I was so in a place of trusting him and seeking him. Like it was almost like a kid with his dad and you're like hey or you can say mom too like you come and like what do you need me to do today mom or dad yeah what's what am i supposed to do today um you can just go do whatever you want to do oh okay and then some days there's like do this yeah and i would just listen and i think what happens with us is when we when if we're seeking god like we should he's going to be talking to us about stuff yeah uh Sometimes maybe it's very specific, do certain things. Sometimes maybe it's it's not anything at all. But like if we list if we're really listening and saying, Have your way with me, Lord, like we should be, yeah. then he's gonna give us some instruction and we need to follow it. And I think that's like the ne- that's like the next step is like your seek never ends, but in your seeking what's coming out of that, and you gotta do something with it. And it's not like, oh, you got to do works to be, you know, of the Lord. But like, if we're serving God, that's an action. Like, yeah. we're not just, uh, or like I've heard, you know, serving is to wait on, mm. right? So yeah. if we're waiting on God, then we're waiting on God. We're asking him. He tells us, now go do whatever it is yeah. and come back to the Lord. And but just keep coming back. And I don't think we do that as a society. I know that I've I've had t- seasons where I have did it relentlessly. Yeah. And then I've had seasons where I, I don't listen, but I can tell you this, when in the seasons where I'm relentlessly seeking and asking and following his instruction, no matter how silly it might be, sometimes I think the Lord is just looking for obedience, and if you're going <laughs> to think he has a sense of humor, and maybe yes. it is dumb, but do it anyway. Yeah. It's almost like a test, like you willing to, you were willing to do something, then it sounds a little bit crazy. Yeah. Now, if it's, if you get something like, "Hey, go shoot, go shoot a gun at somebody's house or something," that's not God, okay? Yeah, no. But you'll know when the Lord has given <laughs> you something, right? Like, go pray for this person, or go to this. It might be something as silly as like, go to the store and see what happens next. And you just go, and maybe nothing occurs. But you just practice obedience to what He's asking you to do, and I think that over time builds the Lord's confidence in you and your confidence in hearing His voice, and then you like you can go on an adventure with listening to God and seeking him and having him take you along. Right. So it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't stop to me. Like you, you seek. And then like the day, like the day comes, like you got to just repeat the cycle and keep going. Yeah. Right. It's like a daily go pray, get instruction. Maybe you get nothing. Maybe you get something obey and go and just keep doing it. And, uh, as a man, you'll be, you'll be the most, fulfilled in that you'll be the most free yeah uh in your life in your mind in your spirit i remember i mean that season of my life five is five years ago it was like i didn't know how i was going to pay bills yeah i took a job at his direction that was less money on paper and in a, a year's time later i had more money in the bank making <laughs> less somehow and I was in a better emotional, spiritual state. And my wife would tell you, she's like, she's like, you were just a different person where you just weren't worried about anything. Like, yeah. rent's due in three days. There's no way I can pay it on my own. <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah. I'm going to seek the Lord. And that's what I did. Yeah. Um, 
and it all worked out and put me in a in a better place and it's like you know i think that's what we have to do just ask him what do you want me to do and be and being there here's the hard part for guys yeah you got ideas about what you want to do you got ideas about what things should go yep you need to and it's hard as a man because you want to just like be the one who goes and, and decides yeah but putting that down being vulnerable to say the word again vulnerable with the lord and saying here i am what do you want me to do yeah jesus did it with his father right so we should be doing what do you want me to do lord yeah and listening and and not not in those prayers in your mind you can't you can't block things off and say this is off limits right you won't verbally say it right but in your mind you know yeah oh yeah uh i'm not <laughs> willing to give up that though so don't ask me that right lay it all out and let him tell you what to go, where what to do, and it'll be the best. It'll be the best, better than life, better life than you can imagine. Yeah, you know, I know, I know, uh, me personally, and a few other um, people that I've talked to in the past, they've, you know, as far as you know, letting God tell me what to do, and and telling you know, basically like submitting to authority. Um, I kind of I kind of don't have a problem with that, but it's also because I I was in the military, mm. you know, for for a while and and even growing up, both my parents were in the military. So it's like I was raised around that mentality of mm. somebody is always going to be commander general over me. Yeah. So it's like, okay. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, so I'm like, yeah, tell me what to do. I don't I don't want to think about this right now. Just just tell me. Uh-huh. That's what I it's one thing I miss about the military is Yeah. You always knew what you were going to wear, you always knew what you were going to do. I'm like, I want to go back to that without some of that. Yeah. <laughs> I could kind of t- I would totally remember being in school and be like, I don't want school uniforms. That'd be terrible. And I'm yeah. like, why would it be terrible? You wouldn't ever have to think about what you're going to wear. That kind of been, would be wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and seeing before and and when I was when I was in elementary school, I was at I was in a Catholic school, so every day navy blue slacks and a, a white or light blue polo. Yeah, that was that was my only option. Yeah, yeah, yep, <laughs> yeah. Um, so as we wrap up, any final thoughts? Any any practical wisdom? Any assignments that you want to throw out of of encouragement or challenge? to the audience. Yeah. I think, I think to kind of summarize our conversation is kind of how this has manifested itself as we've talked through this is like, you know, the, the challenge men like challenges. Yeah. Um, I'm challenging you that you don't think you can cry to figure out how to get it done. Right. Just be vulnerable, be real with yourself, allow yourself to go in that motion. It might be easier for some than others, but like really just, allow just practice it like it's gonna take practice yeah um my i mean for me i'm one of those like if there's something i'm decide that i'm going to do it's like i'll figure it out and i'll just keep going and i'll I'll figure it out i'll figure it out and i'll seek wisdom and i'll figure it out right so it's gonna be like the same type of thing like you gotta have the mentality about it which is weird to say like find a mentality to to seek how how to learn to to cry and be vulnerable but like (laughs) I think if you just seek out being vulnerable, don't seek out like, how can I make myself cry? And you sit there and you try to get tears to come out, right? Yeah. Or think about the worst thing that's ever happened to you and see if you can cry. I'm not saying that, but like if you just practice the vulnerability with the Lord and even with some like some dudes that are close to you or even your wife, like yeah, um, just practice that and let that kind of naturally occur. It, and it it will when, the, when you get to that point that you, you soften yourself enough like I think there's one thing is you we don't realize I never realized how hard I was, how many walls I had built up mm. until I started to encounter the Lord in a real tangible way and have those walls kind of come down. Yeah. And it took time and they come down more and more and more and more and then you realize like you have those moments of like actual weeping where you're just like cannot believe like you're 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 you like reach you reach in those moments peak vulnerability where you're just uncontrollably crying and it's ugly crying. Right. And you're like, but it's freeing. Yeah. And you become somebody new that you didn't know you could be. And you feel so much lighter. Oh yeah. And allowing God to take all that junk off of you. 
You know, it doesn't have to be analytical. That's probably the hardest. It's most, I think most of those guys that struggle are the real analytical ones. That they're real thinkers. I'm a thinker too, but like yeah. the real logic, oh, logical yeah. guys is harder for them. Yeah. But just practice it like anything else. That'd be, that'd be one being vulnerable. And, and I guess that goes hand in hand with just seeking the Lord and laying it all bare before him, like laying your life, laying your will, yeah. laying your priorities, your, all your desires, all your things. Let's so like lay it out and say, what do you what do you want from me? Yeah. And allow him to speak to you and allow yourself to look silly with whatever he asks you to do and just go do it and it'll be the adventure of a lifetime. Like men like you think as a man like you just want like your wife wants stability. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. as men it's easier for us to think we need to we want to provide stability by being stable. Hmm. But a man I don't think is stable unless he's in pursuit of something bigger than him, whether that's a, you know, an earthly desire of something you want to achieve or obtain, or it's just seeking the Lord with intention so that you can, like, you can be led and guided into something that's bigger than yourself. And then it's not, it's not really stable or safe, but as a man, you're more alive and your wife knows. Yeah. And she feels stability in, who you are yeah not what you've provided it's in the stability becomes in who you are because yeah. who you are will make the prov- the providing part will take care of itself yeah so i like that that's really good i never thought about it that way yeah you know what i don't know if i ever have either it just kind of came so <laughs> thank you jesus for that that's awesome yes for those words because i think i think that's a that's a big thing. I mean, I know my wife has been the most, uh, the most attracted to me, the most confident in me when I'm chasing God hard and she sees me doing things and talking about like, you know what? I was praying and I think God wants me to do this or God told me to do this and I'm just getting after it. Yeah. It's, she feels the best and she's not worried or concerned because she knows, Hey, you're seeking God and Oh, maybe the finances aren't great right now, but I see who you are and I'm not worried about it Yeah, because of who you are and what you're doing. So that's awesome. Thank you, Derek. I appreciate you sitting down and chatting and sharing your heart. Yeah, man, this has been great. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'll definitely have you back. So sounds good. It'll be fun. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thanks guys. Stay fit. Be well. 